Well, that's what this weekend is all about. It's about these words that we sing, uh, this idea of come ye to Bethlehem to see, come all ye faithful, or as Stephanie said, the reality that we are unfaithful, but we are made faithful through him, through Jesus who came on Christmas Day, who came Jesus' birthday, December the 25th. Maybe. Like, like, maybe that's the day that Jesus was born. And for some of you, I just totally blew up Christmas for you because the truth is, and I didn't know this till recently either, like, we're actually not entirely sure the actual day that Jesus was born. And so, could it have been December 25th? Like, like technically, yeah. I mean, I guess you could say there's a, like, a, like the chances are like one in 365 that Jesus was actually born on December the 25th. But don't mishear that as December 25th being uh, just a random day plucked out of the calendar. Uh, but instead, it was understood by the early church about 300 years after Jesus was born that, hey, we should probably do something to commemorate arguably the most important event in all of human history. And so what they did, the, the church, they, they recognized that in this season that was called winter solstice, uh, and there was a lot that went into this decision, but essentially it was their understanding that December the 25th is the coldest and darkest day of the year. And so and you hear they say, well, why then would we pick this you know, to celebrate something so great. Well, when you think about it, what better way to recognize in the midst of humanity's challenges and difficulties and confusion and chaos and darkness and death to recognize that the light and the life in Jesus Christ has come and permeated and broke through all of it. And so as we think about the reality of this, I think about like what it must have been like to have been there on that first cold and dark night uh, on a hillside there with those shepherds as recorded in Luke chapter two. I mean, could you imagine what that moment would have been like to, you know, before like all the ambient light of the cities, to be able to look up and just take in the stars and the galaxies, to be able to take in like the best of God's creation by the creator only to have like in that moment, even that be completely blown up by this angel that bursts onto the scene, which I think we have to admit would have been a pretty kind of freaky and frightful moment. Uh, but the angel's first words to the shepherds are, do not be freaked out, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that's gonna cause great joy for all people. And then only to have, in that moment, a bunch of other angels, a host, it says, who knows how many angels declare what's taking place. Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth, peace to those on whom his favor rests. That heaven has literally come to earth in Jesus. And could you imagine that having grown up, having heard all those prophecies, more than 300 prophecies that foretold and would define and describe this night in perfect detail. Can you imagine being there to recognize that every single one of God's promises, that they're true? And to be there and then that night to recognize that God has stepped out of heaven and into our reality here on earth, and then to, to rush off from that moment, as it says, it goes on to say that the, the, the shepherds, they hurried off to Bethlehem to see this thing that had happened which the Lord has told us about. And can you imagine finding in that moment, at that manger, 
it exactly as the angels had said. Exactly as the Lord told you. This, this baby that was not just any baby, but is the king of the universe. And to realize, as one of those shepherds in that moment, that the king of the universe, he didn't come in a palace. You know, he, he didn't come as some sort of like middle-aged warrior, as many assumed that he would. But he came in humility. He came as a child. That in Jesus, we recognize uh, that we do not have a God who is far off somewhere. The book of Hebrews goes on to say that in Jesus, we have a God who knows what it is like. That we could say this idea of Emmanuel, God with us, is the reality that in Jesus, we know the God who knows what it's like to be human, to know what it's like to go through the things that we go through. And so could you imagine being there at the foot of a feeding trough, a manger, and realizing that this baby changes everything. Well, a small group of filmmakers uh, did that very thing. They imagined what this night could have been like. And if you're familiar with the, uh, the TV series, The Chosen, the makers of that, uh, imagine the story of Luke chapter two come to life for these shepherds. And when I first encountered it, it was such a, a challenge and a, a blessing and an encouragement to me that it's my hope that this Christmas, as part of our Christmas services, it too will serve as an encouragement and a blessing to you as well. But you, O Bethlehem Ephrathah, 
who are too little to be among the clans of Judah. From you shall come forth for me one who is to be ruler in Israel, whose coming forth is from old, from ancient days. Therefore, he shall give them up unto the time when she who is in labor has given birth, and he shall be their peace. A reading from the scroll of the prophet Micah. This one's good. Thank you, thank you. Teacher, I have a question about the Messiah. I've studied Torah every day a and... A shepherd wants to learn. Yes. Do you believe the Messiah will set us free from the occupation? Yes, he will make a great military leader. Are you sure? Just because... Last Shabbat, the priest read from Prophet Ezekiel, and he did not say... How dare you? I'm sorry, teacher. He is obsessed. You brought this animal? I said spotless. Spotless? Yes. These are for righteous men. For the perfect sacrifice. Very sorry. Very sorry. Very sorry. You wonder why the Messiah hasn't come? People like you keeping him away with your stains. If you come back here without a perfect lamb, I will banish you all from the marketplace. Now, come, come. I warned you about this. Are you deaf as well as lame? I'm sorry. We are not slowing down for you. You take this rat back up to the hill and try and keep up. Or find your own way back. You know, Christmas can sometimes feel like that. That in order to stay in good standing within our social circles, with our friends, even, even our own family, that we have to get it perfect. We have to bring the perfect gift, put up the perfect decorations, put on the perfect get together, that everything has to be just perfect. And while, while we know these things aren't actually true, we know that perfect is neither necessary, let alone even achievable, Yet, somehow, even as we know this cognitively, we still seem to pursue some type of perfection functionally when it comes to Christmas. And I wonder, like beyond the craziness that ironically often pulls us from the point uh, that distracts us from the Christ at Christmas, how often does this, you could say, same pursuit of perfection just 
kind of permeate and even spoil our posture toward God, toward who he is and how he works. I mean, does God demand our perfection in order to come to him? Well, 2,000 years ago, while the priests of the day were focused on presenting a perfect offering toward God, it was God who was working behind the scenes to present a perfect offering for us. Excuse me, friend. Could you point me to a well in this town? My wife hasn't had a drink in hours. The other end of the square. Thank you, brother. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Here. Oh, thank you for your kindness. How far have you come? From Galilee, Nazareth. Don't say that too loud here. You know, they say, uh, Nothing good can come from I know what they say about Nazareth. Don't worry, I won't tell anyone. Secret safe with me. Thank you for your kindness. And my name is Simon. Out of my way. We must go. Strengthen the weak hands and make firm the feeble knees. Say to those who have an anxious heart, be strong. Fear not. Behold, your God will come with vengeance, with the recompense of God. He will come and save you. Then the eyes of the blind shall be opened and the ears of the deaf unstopped. Then shall the lame man leap like a deer, and the tongue of the mute shall sing for joy. A reading from the scroll of the prophet Isaiah. The prophet Isaiah, he promises us a day when, that those of us who are anything but perfect filled with our fears, our worries, our anxieties. The, the prophet, he promises us we can fear not. That our eyes and our ears, they'll be opened, our tongues, that they will sing for joy. And we wonder, like, what could God present us with that might so permeate our very real world problems, our worries, our fears, our anxieties, and especially at Christmas? Like, I know for some of you, you're, you're joining us online right now and you're struggling this season. You're feeling discouraged, hopeless, and you wanted to come out, you wanted to join us, but you just couldn't bring yourself to get out of the house, and you're not sure what's wrong or what to even do about it, but you just know you just, you just haven't been yourself for a while. Others of you, you're here, but if you're honest, you don't really want to be here. You're here appeasing someone else or maybe even appeasing some sense within yourself that you should be here because it is Christmas after all. Some of you, you're here, but it's hard to focus because waiting for you on the other side of those church doors is the same situation, the same sadness, the same maybe secret addiction that you walked in here with. And you're wondering like, what difference can any of this really make? And in full transparency, it's like, 
Yeah, like that's exactly why I avoid places like these in moments like this. And others still dealing with a serious illness in your life or in the life of someone you love. And if you're honest, you're just scared. And for some yet still, you're just sad because someone you used to have around the table, around the tree, sitting around the fire, isn't with us this Christmas. And it's hard. And you wonder like, what could actually be different? Not just this day, but like all the days, not just the Christmas season, but for every season life throws your way. Finally, he's back. Hello, Simon. <coughs> Stay with the sheep. He is useless. Why do you keep him around? He's a good boy. Uh, yeah. You want some dinner? Finally. Aaron made dinner tonight, so <laughs> nothing is cooked. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> the food is fine. It's my grandmother's recipe, so leave it alone. Yeah, <laughs> then that is why your grandfather left. <laughs> Again and again. Hey, take whatever they want. Oh, I wish that woman wouldn't have left the well. Oh, she was, she was very, very pretty. Very pretty, very pretty. Mm. Very beautiful. Can I have my dinner now? Not with us. No. Your plate is over there. After what happened this morning, you sleep with the sheep tonight. And pay attention this time. And watch out for wolves. Watch out for the Pharisee. He might come after you. Mm -hmm. A Roman took another sheep yesterday. Simon, they're talking about the Romans again. But they've cooked it right in front of me. You're lucky. You're lucky enough? you're not part of this conversation with Romans again and again. That's a good pay. Good pay. Please take, they take yes. whatever they want. Let's talk about something else.
himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son. And shall call his name Emmanuel. So beautiful. We must we tell must someone. Tell we must tell everyone. We must tell everyone. Everyone. Yes. Yes. Thank, thank, you. You. thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We've waited for this for so long. So long. His arm. His arm. His arm. His arm. Oh, it's okay. Psalm 147, praise the Lord, for he heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. You know, it's not lost on me that the God incarnate, Emmanuel, God with us, chose first to make himself known to the lowly shepherds. And that Jesus would go on and grow up to describe himself as, quote, the good shepherd, proclaiming, I know my sheep and my sheep know me. And so this Christmas, do you know the Good Shepherd? 
not just know about or know the story of the Good Shepherd come at Christmas, but do you know him? Because if you do, says the Good Shepherd, I know my sheep and my sheep know me. And so do you know him? Do you know a personal relationship with the Lord? Do you know a personal relationship with the Good Shepherd? Of which Psalm 23 goes on to say, can you say, the Lord is my shepherd, that I lack nothing, that he makes me lie down in green pastures, he leads me beside quiet waters, that he refreshes my soul, that it's he who guides me along the right paths for his name's sake, and that even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. And so do you know Jesus, the good shepherd? Because this is the gift that is Christmas. shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and of peace there will be no end, to establish it and to uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this time forth and forevermore. I told you not to come back here. So where is it? Have you found a spotless lamb for sacrifice? <laughs> 